it's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. 1420 Sports Podcast is happy to be teamed up with Newsly. Newsly transcribes web articles from around the globe and reads them directly to you. Keep your eyes on the road or on the game with Newsly. Newsly also carries podcasts from 40 countries around the globe, including the 1420 Sports Podcast. Download the Newsly app for all your Android and iOS devices today at www.newsly.me or click on the link in today's show description. And be sure to use the promo code 1420sports, that's 1420sports, for a free one-month premium subscription. Newsly, stop scrolling and start listening. Fourteen Twenty Sports Podcast Show One Seventy Four January Thirty First Two Thousand and Twenty Two The Day After the uh, NFL Championships Game NFC AFC Championship Game Team Canada uh, was in a game soccer match yesterday they didn't deserve to be in they ended up winning that match we'll talk about that in a second here Dave but uh, yesterday Dave the two football games the playoffs have been fantastic I uh, will talk about uh, the outcome of each one in a second oh, here and how. Wow how it all came about. But to me, Dave, I think that both teams that actually um, won those games were quite fortunate. And I think it was a, a case of two teams who lost, who lost two games instead of uh, the teams that, that won two games. What are your thoughts on that, Dave? I, <clears throat> at the risk of being agreeable, that's the point I had written down. Like that both teams that I wanted to win won this game, but uh San Fran and, and KC both found ways to lose these games and, and, and they didn't and full credit to uh, the Bengals and to the Rams. Um, but the KC, I think too cocky and San Fran, when you put the game on the shoulders of a, of a C plus quarterback, you're going to get C plus results. Well, we'll get to that in a second here, but Bengal Jet uh, fans, they can rejoice. Their first uh, Super Bowl appearance since, I think, 88, back when you were a, a young lad there, Dave. That's a long time ago, 1988. Uh, I, I I agree. KC pissed that game away. They had a 21-3 to lead, I think, at one point. I actually turned it not off. I just turned what TVs I had it on. I turned to a secondary one there because it wasn't it wasn't much of a game at 21-3. to And I thought, oh, boy, this is going to get gross because they were – KC scored early and often. And Mahomes was on a roll and couldn't do anything wrong. The second half was a tale of, of two games. The way Kansas, the way Kansas City's offense wasn't rolling, and I, I don't know if Cincinnati's defense was that much better in the second half. But man, oh man, Mahomes was not good, and that was kind of a, a tale of how his season was back uh, early in September and October. We were 
on this this very show here, we were talking about Jesus. Is this the same guy? And he, he was a different dude in the second half. He was in the first half. Patrick Mahomes lost that game for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. And I, I don't think you can blame anybody else but him. Yep, that encapsulates it. Uh, he he was a different player. Like the when you and the the score was twenty one ten at halftime. Should have been twenty eight ten at minimum 24-10, the way they pissed away points yeah. um, and with that last play before the thing. And, you know, and 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 Andy Reid throughout his career has, has historically mismanaged the clock. I don't know if that was his call or not, but he's a head, head coach and he has to wear it. Like, if he – that was just brutal. Like, it was brutal. It was absolutely unacceptable to uh, – to come away with no points in that situation. Even worse, Dave, the way they, that like with uh, under two minutes left yesterday at 45 seconds left, whatever it was, um, they had, uh, I think it was second goal from the four, ended up taking a loss and then taking another loss. If they run, run the ball there and maybe gain a couple of yards, then they get a shot at the end zone, throwing the ball, some kind of a shovel pass from what Mahomes is, is uh, famous for, then it went in the game prior to overtime happening ended up getting a, a huge loss having to kick a 45 or 44 yard field goal doesn't matter at that point to just tie the game man Mahomes was running into all kinds of problems and I I don't understand how a guy getting paid that amount of dough and uh, and then the coach who's supposed to have this this hall of fame pedigree how it can end up in a situation where they they piss that game away prior to like you said in the first half had a chance to win it at the end of the second half and didn't it, 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 this falls, this falls right on Mahomes in my eyes. It, it was a, it was a big steaming pile of turd that second half. And, and there's no way you can tell me that send uh, that Cincinnati's defense is better than Buffalo's and, and they weren't, they weren't clicking with a, the, it, something was wrong. And Pat Mahomes has to wear this one. He totally has to wear it. He he came up short in a big game. You know, Joe Burrow was good, but um, he, he was just better. He was just better than Mahomes in this situation. Joe Burrow's got himself a chance here to be the first quarterback to ever win a national championship uh, in Double A, a Heisman, and then a, a, a Super Bowl, all within a span of three years on, on a team that wasn't very good uh, last year. And uh, or the year before, obviously before they drafted him, man, this guy's making a name for himself. He's uh, he's got a little bit of flair to him. He's got a little bit of I wouldn't want to say uh, arrogance because that's a derogatory word nowadays. But he's he's a bit pompous, I guess you could say is one way of putting it. But you know what? He uh, he he talks the talk and walks the walk, and he's going to the Super Bowl. He has some serious swagger, and and he he pulls it off because he's winning. He's a winner. Just call him whatever you want. Don't call him a loser because that guy knows how to win a football game. No, he was fantastic. And it's, it's good to see the Bengals get back there for the first time in a long time. D- Dave, I don't know if you uh, like how you watched the game yesterday and, and what, what you're viewing, uh, how it was going on. But that halftime fiasco, I don't know who the, 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 uh, the, 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 the artist was that was on stage. But right behind them, they had that huge speaker and the, the Boomer size and the rest of the guys were trying to talk. And they couldn't get a word in because the music was so loud. What kind of sucked off backwoods fucking production value is that? 
CBS pays hundreds of millions of dollars to broadcast NFL games and not one person thought, hey, maybe it's going to be noisy during halftime if we do this on the field. I, I have no idea. It, it, it was laughable. It was a waste of it was a waste of time. They should have they should have hit pause and gone and stood up underneath the stands or something because it's odd that 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 people wouldn't understand that. Like we were I mean, we've had some audio problems of us in the past. We don't pay anybody to take care of that. I mean, we probably should throw Jim a couple of bucks here and there for the amount of time he puts in, but um it's it's insane that it got to that point. And then I don't understand, Dave, why the NFL, the NHL does it. They, why they figure the live feed either in the arena or right on the field makes a difference for the viewer. I don't give a shit where those guys are sitting. It doesn't make sense to me that they're doing that on the, I, I don't give a shit. Like it doesn't, it doesn't add to my viewing, um, my viewing experience that they're sitting there talking about that crap on the field or in the arena. I don't get it. Yeah. Neither do I. I don't, I don't listen closer because they actually happen to be there. It's, it's probably a bit of a pain in the ass. Like in, and whereas if they're in a suite or a studio, they can just be chilling and maybe get in where they've done all year long. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's funny to see how, how such, yeah, expensive researched uh, production. This is their job to do this. And they, and they can't figure out that, Hey, maybe if we do a live feed with a, with a a live halftime show right behind us, it might be pose some audio problems. I and the thing is, that I think that's CBS's last game of the season because I think NBC has a Super Bowl. Yes, they do. So they paid a lot of money for that game. A lot. Maybe they thought, you know, like they everybody has their earpiece. Maybe they thought with just noise canceling and everything that their mics wouldn't pick it up, but their that speaker was obviously too close. Anyways. And why someone why why they didn't just get a guy one of the uh, the stagehands or whatever to tip that that close the close Something. speaker Anything. down onto the ground yeah. that was an embarrassment for CBS. Um, Dave, like Patrick Mahomes picked the worst time to have the worst game of his career, uh, arguably the worst game of his career. I haven't watched a, a whole bunch of his games, but man, what's this guy? Two years ago, we were all christening him the next Tom Brady, win Super Bowls, everything else, and, and we talked earlier on this season that he were. were that, that uh, things aren't looking good and the amount of money that they spend on this guy with salary cap. We try not to talk money too much because like, what, what, what do you pay this guy? Like, I mean, he's, he's worth every penny, but if you, if you don't win, is it worth it? What's this? Um, like when you look at Mahomes' legacy now, um, three years after or two years after Super Bowl, So is this his third year? Now you start getting to a point where they're going to have cap cap implementations, cap problems. Where do you think this guy's like, geez, you got to start winning. And now that you got these young guys as young as him coming up, man, he's got to start doing some winning. It's he has been doing some winning. The Super Bowl is a hard fucking trophy to win. It is hard to win. The fact that Casey has now hosted four. AFC championship games in a row is quite an accomplishment in and of itself. Yeah. It's not, it's not the ultimate prize, but it's big having the best record in the AFC four years running. That's huge. That's that's winning a ton of games. The fact he came up short his first year against Brady uh, with a coin flip, they lost that against uh, in overtime. They won it all the next year. 
Last year they won. They were in the Super Bowl. And this year they should have won. So like they're it's just little things that's 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 keeping them from winning. I don't see how you can call anything a failure. I can see how you can call last year's Super Bowl and this year's AFC championship game a little bit disappointing. Disappointment, not a failure. It's just tough to get to where to, to a final of any of any con- like conference, any sport. Like no no doubt about that. Yeah, yeah. So so I would I would put the knives away if I was um Kansas City fan or anyone calling for a head there. It sucks. That must hurt because at the end of the day, it's so hard to win. You gotta you gotta cash him in when you have a when you have a chance. And Kansas City is now they're not cashing him in. After that Super Bowl win, we thought they were gonna run off three in the next six years, but now they haven't. They have and 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 it's not getting any easier. Is is this? Uh, I mean, you you look over the years and the any sport you had years ago, Carolina Hurricanes got to the finals uh, of the the NHL, and they lost to Detroit. You 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 had uh, oh Jesus, who else? I'm just trying to draw a blank here for everything. I had I had a very good setup here, but Cinderella teams very rarely win. Um, can the Cincinnati Bengals pull this off? Because if you would have told anyone. When this season started, the Cincinnati Bengals be going to Super Bowl with Joe Burrow, who hadn't had a full season under his belt, that they're going to be going to Super Bowl. Would would you have uh, would you have made that bet? Oh, I would have liked to have seen the odds. Like, oh yeah, sure, I'll put I'll put fifty bucks on that five hundred to one long shot or whatever it was. I would. It, it's amazing. It blows me away that they're in the Super Bowl. No one thought they could even have a chance, and and they're here, and 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 I can't. I hated Cincinnati as a franchise for so long, up until like three years ago, up until Joe Burrow. I like this kid. I like him so much. And he's changed my mind and he's maybe, I'll never call myself a fan, but I, I, I wouldn't, I have, I'm glad they won. I was, I was cheering for him on the weekend because yeah. a, I like an underdog and B I like, I find that uh, in, in my age here now I'm, I'm cheering for players rather than franchises a lot. And if I like the players and I like what they're doing and, and I like their style, their swagger, their gameplay, then, then yeah, I, I do take an interest in that team. And, and that's, I find myself with the Bengals taking a bit of an interest in this team only because of Joe Burrow. Yeah. You just, you just wonder where it, where it uh, works to get with the, like I said, the Cinderella teams usually don't win and they, they run into a wall, but the, uh, the, the LA Rams, they, they, they won in spite, of uh, not a great game by Stafford. He was good enough. He was, he was better than Garoppolo, obviously. Garoppolo um, showed who he was. Um, Shanahan, he showed who he is as a coach, getting outscored uh, again in the fourth quarter, 53, 53 points to not nothing in the last th- three playoff games, uh, deciding games. Uh, the big play in that game, Dave, uh, late or halfway through the fourth quarter, was uh, drawing a blank on his name right now. Tart. The, Tart. Tart. Yeah, drop dropping that shirt. I could have caught that ball. You could have caught that ball. Um, he flat out dropped a sure interception. It would have given the 49ers possession of the ball back at at uh, at the 50 yard line or whatever it was. And he dropped it, gave the Rams a chance to tie it up with with the, with the field goal. And then the rest is history. And that the 49ers 
with a banged up Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, broken thumb apparently in his shoulders, a little a little knock dinged up too. Um, man, he catches that ball. It's a different game. Yeah, I feel for that kid. I feel Oof. for that kid so bad because <clears throat> you're not gonna. That was a punt. Like it, it was, it was, it was ridiculous how easy that would have been for him to catch that. And he didn't like his, his, maybe he was looking downfield for where he had a, like, there's, there's no excuses. He dropped None. it. He dropped it. Catch the ball, and, fall down. You had the ball to 50. Yeah. Not yeah. simple. It was, it was, a you really, had, it was, I think it was nine minutes left. So you have possession. You can run some clock. You can get a field goal. You're, you're all you got to do is gain 15, 20 yards. You get the field goal. Also, this is 20 to 14. Uh, yeah. So it's still a one score game, but it's not like Stafford was running the ball down the field himself either. Right. Man, exactly. that's, yeah. that's a huge, huge letdown that Tart had there. Like just a disaster. Really? It, uh, I, the it, one, th- it, another takeaway day that I had on that game was it, LA proved that they aren't a football town with the size of the crowd. You touched on it uh, earlier on last week that my God, that it was going to be 65 to 70% Niners fans. It was more than that. There was a lot of red jerseys in that, in the stands there in LA. I would have called it 50, 50. I think the LA fans made some decent noise when San Fran was on offense on those big plays. Um, It's been as loud as it has ever been for LA fan for, for the Rams. But you you are right. The the San Francisco fans came there to cheer and, and they did and they made a lot of noise. Like God um Stafford had to go into the silent count a couple times in the end zone. And, and that's that shouldn't happen at home. But you know what? LA is a front running sports town. The franchise is just new again. New again, new stadium. Not uh they don't have you, you need a generation. And a generation with some success to to be able to sell a sell a team to to the home fans. You wonder why, like like you look back now and like who cares and whatever. But you wonder why L.A. didn't go out and try to um, get the Raiders back into into back into into L.A. because they were pretty successful there. Well, this is all cronky, the, the owner. It's cronky, and it's just not yeah. Davis. I, I get it, but there's got to be a way these billionaires could have uh, made a deal there because it's going to take a long time for the Rams and the Chargers to become relevant in that, in that city. Well, how are the Chargers ever going to become relevant? They're not. Yeah, yeah. because, the, yeah, they, they their fan base is fickle already. There, there's, there's a bunch of them out there, but they don't have a huge base. Um, the Davis, the owner of the Raiders, I don't – I don't think the Raiders would ever become a tenant because Kroenke built that thing. And to go to LA, you would have to become a, either build your own barn or yeah. become a renter to Kroenke. And, and no one, I'm just saying like that. why Kroenke wouldn't have tried to buy the Raiders is what I'm getting at. Like well, he's on the Rams. He's on the Rams as well. Right. So yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Just a thought. Kroenke moved the Rams from LA to St. Louis in the first place. What a fucking how they can just do that's so crazy. It uh, we talked yeah. Dave, we talked a while ago, um, Odell Beckham Jr., how you wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole, but give me five games, and that's what he did. And he's got these guys, not himself personally, but he helped this team get to a Super Bowl. Um, what we talked about, you know, I gotta see you three times a week for six weeks plus playoffs, and that's what he did, and he's there now. 
And it, uh, he made some big catches yesterday, moved the ball a little bit. Odell Beckham Jr., he did what we said here in the 1420 podcast, did exactly what he was set out to do when, when the Rams acquired him, and it worked. And I, it's, a, it's a brilliant move that maybe a lot of teams, maybe that's what the Edmonton Oilers are doing with uh, Patrick Kane. But uh, you just wonder what, like, what he was set out to do. You come here, shut your mouth, play a little bit, just be good. Don't, you don't have to be great. You're not going to set the world on fire, but don't be a moron. We see you four times a week. That's it. And that's what Beckham did. Yeah. And, you know, he is an all world talent, but it's just, he just can't get along. And, and, and it's, it seems to be wide receivers are, are the, the ones that do this more than anybody else. It's just, it's, it's just so frustrating. And now like, and it's, and now it's a contract right now. He's playing for a contract next year. Are you going to sign him to a three-year deal? No. Mm, I don't think I want to either. Right, even the the Tampa Bay signed uh, Antonio Brown to a one year deal. And he still couldn't keep his shit together. Couldn't keep it together. One year, one year, one year. It's all I would do with these guys. Even like yeah. fucking weekly contracts, maybe with some of these guys. <laughs> if you could pull that off, just show up this yeah. week, man. We're not expecting much. If you can no. show for sixteen weeks straight, great. But if if you don't, that's fine too. And just bonuses, like and just for not even so much performance bonuses, because if you're not feeding in the ball, they're gonna freak out. But just like uh, good behavior bonuses, yeah. not late to practice bonuses, like you gold know, stars just, on their helmets or whatever. Here you go. Here's something. A, here, yeah. Here's a milli for this, a hundred grand for this, and whatever, just to just to appease these guys' sense because it's it's it. They're they're so pompous and so arrogant and so entitled. And it and like we said before on this show, Dave, it seems to be receivers for some reason. I don't know why. And it, dude, you get the ball four times a game, maybe. It's it's because they have a rare set of skills that is so hard you can't teach all and fast, all yeah. and fast with great hands, right? Yeah. Especially if I mean, you're great. Hands. I mean, it's something I can't do, obviously, because I'm 47. But it's just, uh, yeah, it's crazy. They yeah. they are skilled. There's no getting around that. Yeah, yeah, and and it is such a, a skill set that. And the problem is, you need someone getting you that ball, and yeah. it's not necessarily that we get it. You might be open, but you know. The quarterback has some shit going on too when uh, when the ball, when uh, when he takes the snap. Yeah, I wouldn't want to have to do that quarterback job. There's a lot of big men trying to take your head off. Dave, speaking of quarterbacks, that's a segue. Dave, you hear that? Speaking <laughs> of quarterbacks, uh, Saturday afternoon, I had a couple of beers in me, and the news came across. Adam Schefter reported that uh, Tom Brady called her good, and shortly thereafter, Brady's father said that he didn't. And Brady tonight on his uh, podcast on Mad Dog Radio on Sirius XM, he said that he was still weighing his options, everything else. And you you quickly tweeted back at me that uh, Barry Horowitz of uh, WWE fame, WWF fame back in the 90s, patting myself on the back because that was his move. I, I uh, lack of a better term, premature ejaculation on my on my behalf before I, sh- I checked out, before I weighed and everything else to say, Maybe just hold off a little bit. Where's your uh, stand now about Brady? Because I'm, I'm still 100% that he's done. Where, where, where do you got him now compared to what, what we were uh, this time last week? I'd be shocked if Brady didn't retire. I I, I would. Because, like, what's in it for him? Um, can he – if he doesn't have a legitimate shot as a Super Bowl, he's for sure not coming back. And so – I'd, I'd be I'd be surprised 
if he um if he came back because it's not like he let well, he didn't win so he left on a bit of a sour note but it wasn't on him yeah. that they lost so i can't i i oh excuse me i'd be surprised if tom brady suited up next year yeah, that's kind of how I'm, I'm thinking. I was thinking that quite a while ago that if they didn't win, he wasn't going to come back. And now that uh, I I think he was more, he, he didn't uh, confirm it in the since Saturday because I don't think he wanted to take away from the guys playing now because Brady is a pretty class guy and he didn't want to take away from the games this weekend and the younger guys are part of the games and everything else because he wouldn't want someone to do that when he was he was uh, you know running a muck in. Uh, in in new england and everything else so i think he he would have confirmed it if it was like this weekend when the nhl all-star games on yeah i'm out good but because it would take away from the actual games i think i think that's personally person i think that's why he didn't confirm the because he didn't want to take away from the actual games that happened this weekend i think also that um he's a bit of a control freak and he like he'll like you know he's not going to let adam schefter and whoever that other guy break the news for whoever told Schefter doesn't work for TV 12 incorporated anymore. I, yeah. Cause like Schefter's rarely wrong. It's, it's, he, yeah, it's not like, it's it's not like Tom, like somebody worked for TV 12 was calling me or you in the 1420 podcast with some kind of information. Right. Somebody told Schefter cause Schefter before he lets something out, he's, he's like, he's a Bob McKenzie of hockey or or, or football, right? Like it's just the way it goes. Schefter's not wrong very often. No, no. So like Schefter, like in well, obviously Schefter's not going to tell his sources, but Schefter has sources like nobody else. Yeah, it's crazy how these those guys get to people to believe in the, uh, to, to 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 trust the fact that it happened with these these, these really good reporters and the, that they okay don't talk, but here's what what I know and how they can they can control a story. Anyways, Dave, uh, we we'll, we won't do a whole bunch more on on football for the next coming bit, but uh, who do you got maybe? As the I don't know I don't know what the spread is I don't care right now but uh, who do you got winning the game as of right now and is your plan is your um, mind going to change in the uh, twelve days before the Super Bowl or th- uh, thirteen days whatever it is I'd be surprised if it changes I think um, I think the Rams are going to win um, I don't I think Stafford's good and I also think this pass rush if if the if the Aaron Donald, yeah. Aaron Donald, Von Miller, and they have that other guy. Those are three guys that can get after the quarterback. And if and if Burrow's getting sacked eight, nine times by um Tennessee. Really, really, really big fast guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who are who can rush the quarterback. Like that's what they do. Um, I think Darnold's the Cincinnati O line is gonna be up against it. Like they're there, they have some that I think that's where the game's going to get won and lost. And as long as uh, Matt Stafford plays B plus football, the, the sports writers are just dying to give Stafford this MVP trophy. They're, they're just fawning over him right now. Um, I'd be shocked if, uh, if Burrow can avoid the pass rush. I hope he doesn't get hurt. And the Rams take it fairly easy, like by 14, 15 points. I think the same thing. I'm hoping for different, but I'm thinking the exact same thing that the LA Rams, I mean, they've been there for a little bit now. Uh, they got a little more experience for these big games. 
Uh, it's a little early for the uh, the Bengals to be winning winning a Super Bowl with Joe Burrow, but I mean, stranger things have happened in the, in the world of sports, so uh, it should be interesting in the weeks to come. I think we might get a little more uh, play with the uh, the prop mess, everything else uh, in the, the the few shows we got before Super Bowl. So we'll uh, we'll line those up in the in the uh, probably three or four shows before the big game happens. Anyways, good news this week. We got hooked up with Newsly. Uh, they're an app that uh, transcribes. Um, articles throughout the web. They also have podcasts, including the 1420 podcast that you can listen to. Uh, just everything they got going on there. Make, uh, download the uh, their app today. Use the the, uh, the code uh, 1420sports. That's 1420sports. Get a free month subscription with them and uh, just use that. Uh, quit scrolling and uh, what is it? Quit scrolling and keep or start listening or whatever it is. I blew that, but it doesn't matter. Uh, Newsly, give them a shot today and uh, you can hear the 1420 podcast uh, there as well as uh, most other places or all of the places to get your podcast. 1420 Sports Podcast, four beer with sports talk and a whole lot more. Yesterday, Dave, as I was said, I was, as I was saying, I was watching the uh, the Bengals game. There's no such the Bengals game, not the Chiefs game. Uh, and that game was over early in my eyes. It was like, holy Christ. I, I turned the top TV down to the bottom TV. I put the soccer game on, on the larger TV. And I was watching that, and Canada scored early. Uh, it was uh, one nothing six six minutes in, I believe, against the United States in front of a, a great crowd in Hamilton. Out of two things that happened on Terrace Week, and this was, this was a, a good event for Canada. Um, the uh, soccer match was, it was uh, man, if you want to talk about a team that didn't deserve to win, to win a game, it was Canada yesterday, man. They got outplayed for most of that game. Ended up scoring early and then late in the the last minutes of extra time. There, in the 95th minute, I believe there was a an awesome save. I wish I the goalie's name for Canada. About the 42nd minute on a uh, on a U.S. Uh, corner kick. Uh, I think I'm getting all these all these this terminology right, but the game was entertaining. It was uh, one of those ones you only need the edge of your seat because, man. Canada was getting outplayed. Her, I don't know if you how much you saw this game or this match. I guess you're supposed to say, but man, Canada was struggling. The U.S. dominated that match, uh, but Canada come out uh, in the cold of Hamilton, and um, it's fun to watch, Dave. Like it was a, like I, I'm becoming like with the 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 women winning the Olympic gold medal last year, and now the men doing so well. They're they're going to they're going to be going to the World Cup. Uh, they've got to win one more, I think, to guarantee themselves one or two, whatever in the four matches they got left. Uh, it was fun to watch with even without Al- Alfonso Davies. Dave, I don't know how much you watched that year's soccer guy from years gone by. Uh, what do you think of this uh, whole Canadian soccer renaissance and, and the game uh, yesterday and this this men's national team? Um uh, it, first of all, it's spectacular. It's 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 amazing and it's fun to watch um how little Canada can can make such a meteoric rise in in the soccer community in the soccer world standings um and you know beating the states is no joke for canada that's that's a momentous thing for for the boys and and hats off to them i will take a little bit of umbrage as to your breakdown of the game there is tactics involved you know like i understand that the united states yes umbrage okay. is what i'm taking uh, <laughs> Well, I, I think I don't think I'm that wrong. Like I, I, I watched sports before, Dave. Like I, I Canada got outplayed. But go no, ahead. no, no, no. I'm, I'm not saying. What I am saying is that um, 
Canada, Canada is one of their. This is kind of their style to to play a def- defensive style with the quick strike, counter strike, which they are absolutely lethal at. Which which the the quick non set pieces like that first goal, the the American goalie's ball hung, uh, drop kick hung up in the air. Um, Canada controls it quick, given to go dig it out of the back of the net. It's that quick, that quick strike, that Alfonso Davies goal against Panama, whatever, a month ago, where he, he grabbed it on the sidelines and it was gone. Like, oh, that's awesome. their style. Just because the U.S. had control of the play doesn't necessarily mean that, yes, they had did have a couple good shots on net. They only had three shots on net the whole game. It's crazy how soccer is that way. Like you, you, you dominate and don't get any shots, right? Like I know what you're saying. Like now yeah. I know what you're getting at. Like you, yeah, okay, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's part of their style, and you know it is a little bit dangerous, especially when you're playing against more skilled teams. But the the joy of this Canadian team is they do have three, four guys that do have that world class skill now. And at the end of the day, um, it's all about putting the ball in the net, and the Americans can do it. And 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 it, and I think that speaks volume to the Canadian style of, of play. They're they're complete. It takes a team to play this kind of style. Takes some nerves of steel because it's it's not easy playing in your own end the entire time. But having the confidence in yourself and your other teammates and and the knowledge and 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 trust in your teammates to to finish the the chances they get on the other end. The fatigue factor I thought was going to start setting in for Canada. I mean, I'm a hockey guy, obviously playing that growing up. Um, no, didn't skate very much because I was, you know, a goalie. But uh, when you're always chasing, that gets tiring. And uh, Canada was chasing a lot. And like, you got to think their conditioning was a, a huge factor in that uh, that win yesterday because they were chasing a lot. And when, you, when you're chasing the ball and the, the U.S. had possession, that uh, was a says a huge conditioning of Canada. Yeah. And and you, you can possess the ball all you want, but if you only have three shots on net, the best they could have done is three goals. You're not going to yeah. score on every shot. So I, I, I think, yes, the United States definitely dominated time of possession, but they didn't dominate the game because they didn't score. And then this, this is so good for, for Canada as a soccer nation going forward. Um, it's quite likely they'd really have to do a, they really have to take a Mahomes on the last three, four games, and not to qualify for the for the World Cup. Here. Yeah, I think they're in El Salvador, El Salvador mm-hmm. on Wednesday night, I believe. And I'm going to tune into that for sure. Uh, Dave, like like they haven't been in the World Cup since '86. Right along the times you were, you know, playing at university, uh, there's probably guys that, that from British Columbia that were part of the uh, that were playing Canada West soccer back then, because uh, BC was a huge hotbed for soccer back then because of the the weather and everything else and before the uh, the advent of indoor soccer facilities and, I, and this might sound ridiculous but indoor soccer wasn't a huge thing so bc had this had a lot of soccer players uh but now right across this country you've got indoor soccer facilities and uh, things are are opening up for for many um soccer players right across this country my niece got invited to different things this weekend as well um dave why do you think soccer has i got my own opinions but why do you think that soccer uh, Canadian soccer has become so, so successful in the recent the, the, the recent past. A um, couple of things. Well, well, like number one, it's 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 the global game. It's the easiest game, 
and it's the cheapest game. Like it's those three help a lot to develop the talent and and to and and like any sport, you need the coaching, you need the competition, and you need the facilities to go forward. But but it's an easy game to play and get involved with and fall in love with. And and the more kids that play it, the more talent can get identified. Um, number two, and I think this is a, a, a huge thing, is the success of the women's program the last 10 years, in particular, Christine Sinclair. Like, su- success breeds success. Yeah. And, and, and there's no reason, like Christine Sinclair is, is a role model for, for men and women um, playing this Canadian soccer game. Like she was, she's an inspiring person who did it right. No one scored more um, cups, uh, goals in the national stage, men or women. Um, in the world ever than Christine Sinclair. Um, and that and that kind of thing, it puts eyeballs on the screen and it, and it makes people become interested. In, and I think that has a a ripple effect that has that has flown uh, boiled over into the men's program. And it's no coincidence that John Herdman, the the coach of the men's national side, what is the former coach of the Canadian women's side? Like he made the, like he, he got wooed away from the women's game to coach the men's game. And I, and obviously that guy knows what he's doing as well. One thing Dave, that I, I think it's lost in the, in this a lot is um, I think that soccer is getting a lot more athletes compared to, and this isn't a shot at you at, at all. Cause you, 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 you played soccer growing up, but I think soccer is getting a lot more, um, athletes in comparison to say baseball is because of the the, the cost of it and and everything else because you, you need a ball on a field right and, and you can just play whereas the other sports are so much travel and it gets that that in soccer as well uh, but hockey it costs so much and in and, and school sports starting to cost so much and baseball costs so much and the academies everything else but with, with soccer you need a ball in a field you can and work on your game for free for free and you you can just kick the ball around you can do I, I can, there, there's a there's a little girl uh at my my condo complex where she's she's in the backyard and she's dribbling the ball and doing this and that by herself and, and she gets friends and they can do they, they can have a mini game by themselves and i think you're getting a lot more just natural athletes playing the game of soccer because the cost is pretty insignificant yes when you get to the bigger levels everything else it does cost a lot the travel and everything else does cost money. Don't get me wrong. But in general, you don't need a whole bunch of dough to play soccer. No. Yeah. Comparative speaking, comparatively speaking, especially at the youth stages, it is, it's completely affordable, especially when you want to compare it to, uh, to baseball and, or uh, hockey, and hockey. You're like, yeah, it, it, it's, it's peanuts compared to those two sports. And, and I think that lends itself right now you're getting, a lot of kids who, who are getting, and, you know, like any sport, right. It, it's, I, I think, I think soccer is just, it's just so much more for lack of a better term inclusive. It's, it, it is in every, in every person's sport and, and everyone can play it. hundred percent. No, I, I think it's great the way it's soccer. I mean, like I said, my niece, she plays, she, she enjoys, she's at a higher level. And uh, it's it's something that she likes, and the, like, and you say like Christine Sinclair, 
she thinks her is just the, the absolute greatest thing on, on the planet. And, and the, the, what she's done for not just women's soccer, but uh, soccer for youth across the country. I think it's fantastic. And now Alfonso Davies is a guy. Did you happen to see him reacting uh, to the, the, the on, he, on TikTok? Yeah. On TikTok or it was, he was having a good time watching the game. He couldn't play for whatever reason. There's an injury or illness or something, but uh, he was rather excited as you would be. No, I, 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 I quite enjoy it. I'm like, I said, I'm going to watch the game on Wednesday. Uh, I don't know the ins and outs of the game of soccer. You think I would at my age? I've watched enough matches over the years, but it's uh, it's man. Like I said yesterday, I was like, oh Jesus, oh Jesus, this, this isn't good. You're, it's you're always to me in soccer. You're you're always because most shots go in the net. They do. Like it's like when you get a shot on goal, a goalie's got to make a pretty miraculous save because that net's so fucking big. So anytime there's a shot towards the net, you're like, oh Jesus. Because you're always you're half second away from disaster at all, at all times. It seems it can turn so quick. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And then, but you know, as as to the game the other day, like when there's now <laughs> ten men between the ball and the net, it's a lot tougher to find that net. And yeah. and like I say, it's it's not the most ideal way to play, but it's it's a it's a way that the Canadian team knows how to play. Yeah. And 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 tactics are a thing, and and this Herdman knows how to coach it, and and Canada has. The, Why does every coach have to be British? Because if they were, I'm, I'm kidding around. I don't. I don't well, speak. no, because if they're Spanish, they wouldn't understand them. Oh, so it's a language barrier. I don't know. I, we I don't, don't know. know either. Um, one more thing, just before yeah. we go, uh, finish talking about this. The, the the thing that kind of excites me as well is if. Um, they and it looks like they probably will qualify for uh, the World Cup. It's not only just being there; like this Canada team might not be an easy out because they got the skill and they have the tactics. They know how to play against teams with a little bit more skill than them. And and I think most people will admit the the USA team and the Mexico team probably have a bit more skill than Canada, top to bottom. Canada does have some elite players, but but they're they're taking it to these teams and and they're letting them get frustrated. They're letting them do diff, dumb well, things. Canada's won their their last two games with arguably one of the best players in the world with in Alfonso Davies, and they they and they're still cruising along. So it uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, they're they're ranked I think 40th in the world. The new standings will come out uh, this week sometime, where they're, they're they're bound to move up that that ranking and. Yeah, why not? Why not go and, and shock the world? It would be it would be a lot of fun. It could it, it'd be uh, really interesting to see how the, the rest of the country the the like the more and more Canada wins, the 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 more fringe fans like myself are getting interested. It'd be interesting to see when it does happen in Qatar if Canada does get there and wins a game or two, how much the country gets behind it because it's 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 not a it's not an everyday sport here in Canada by any means. No, no, it's the most played sport in Canada. More more kids play soccer than hockey. Um, and, uh, it's, and baseball by far. Yeah. 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 And it's it, it, anytime the world or the euros come through there, like, there's always washing parties It's because Canada is a country of immigrants and, and everybody likes to, to get behind, to watch the Dutch or the Germans or the Italians yeah. play. It's going to be interesting to see if everybody's going to be wearing, well, here like, you go. Like, here's like, one right here. I, I got my Holland Jersey right here. Like, I don't here's have a one. Canada if, can, if Canada's playing. Who is said, let's just say if it was, I'll ask Deanne this when I see her, uh, if, if Canada was playing Greece, 
like when Greece is playing, I know that Deanne and her father and her mother, they all get behind, they get behind the Greece soccer team. If Canada's playing Greece, I know they won't, but who would the immigrants, not that they're immigrants, I, mean, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't say Deanne's an immigrant, but, but, no, but, who, but your, who, your who are those people of yeah. that nationality, who do they turn yeah. for? They turn for Canada or they turn for, for the, 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 the country of origin? Yeah. It, it'd be and interesting it, to watch. It would be interesting to watch because obviously they better be for Canada or we're sick Justin Trudeau on them. Uh, so in 86 was the last time Canada was in the World Cup. Um, I remember that it was in Mexico. Um, and, and since then, I, I cheer for Holland because that's the birthplace of my grandparents and, and they're, they're a fairly good side. Um, I've never had to make that choice. Right. Canada was never an option for me, but, no. you, but you, like this guy's going to be cheering for, for Canada for sure. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting and it's going to be nice because for sure there will be the, the viewing parties, like with the, like obviously the Germans and the Italians and the Dutch in, in this neck of the woods in, in Southern Alberta, that's, those are the three groups I find have the most support. Um, there's going to be I, I the, the, when Canada plays that one because everybody's going to want to watch Canada play. Everybody's going to want to watch that one. Yeah. I, uh, well, just last summer when it was the Euros were on, Ukraine was doing pretty good. They won a couple of games that they shouldn't have won. But uh, Jesus, this time next year, Ukraine went out of our country. We won't talk about that too much, but things, things aren't good there right now. But anyways, uh, we won't get too political tonight. It was a rough weekend with the, on the, uh, the news, the news specter. So we won't. We won't talk about that. We'll try to avoid that conversation as much as possible. Stick to sports because I think we know more about that than the uh, the news cycle, Dave. Agreed. Agreed. There you go. Fourteen twenty sports podcast. Four beer to sports talk and no news, please. Unless it's on Newsly. Unless it's Unless- on Newsly, then you click on Newsly. Okay. It'll read it to you. Read it to me if you want to know what you're talking about. Ask Newsly. Ask Newsly, and you click Here's on it, and they'll read the article to you. One four two zero sports. There you go. Promo code one four two zero sports. Newsly. Use the app. Go from there. Siri, download Newsly, please. And Siri's downloading it right now. Look at how that works. Yeah. Fourteen twenty sports podcast. Four beer of sports talk, and a whole lot more. Dave. We were just talking off air a little bit about uh, the Olympics and how every four years now it seems like every year because of COVID, the restrictions, everything else happened, and how they've been had to reschedule. And then it was every four, but then they changed every two and everything else. But now it's just different. Uh, like I said, with with the COVID restrictions and uh, the lockdowns, everything else happened around the world. But uh, apparently, the opening ceremonies to the 2022 Winter Olympics. Uh, are set to begin on Thursday with the the opening ceremonies. Dave, I haven't seen a commercial. The odd one here, I shouldn't say I shouldn't have seen any commercial. The odd commercial here and there, but I haven't the foggiest about what's going on, what time it all starts. Uh, the Olympics are a funny thing year after year when they come about two weeks or now it's even two or three days before they start. I don't know a thing about them, and that's the way it is every year. And then when they're on, you can't get enough of it. And then two weeks after it's done, you forget who the athletes were. Why is that, Dave? The Olympics are that way, how they it's such a non-issue, and then it, it captivates a nation, and then it's gone again. I think it, it just it just 
shines a light on so many fringe sports and it's just kind of neat. And it's, and, and even though these are fringe sports, doesn't take away the dedication level of, uh, of the athletes competing. And, and it's, it's, it's mesmerizing at times to see the world's best rowers go uh, doing it. Like it, it's, it's, it's somewhat boring. Some of these sports, like the biathlon is the winter one. Like you're, you're, you're jogging on skis and shooting gophers every five kilometers. It oh, doesn't yeah. make sense. Well, it does make sense. I can understand how that sport became something because it's something that the Nordic people did. They did shoot a seal and, and uh, a seal. And Stomp they the cross, seal hunt, yeah. Yeah, and then they 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 cross country uh, ski back home with their seal. Um, it's boring, and and that's why. Like, but it's it's kind of neat to watch once every four years. Well, I, the, like the thing with like over the years since 1998, when uh, the NHL went back to the the the, the Olympics and it added a lot to it, and then the uh, these millionaire athletes were staying in the Olympic Village and drawing attention to, and they they became fans of, of the other sports as well and, and they be and they, they would go to the events and so you're like hey this is pretty cool that, that these these multi-millionaires are going to these things so it it just kind of uh, brought it all together and now with the uh, in that uh, now with the nhl being out of beijing this year again because everything has been going on for the last two years um the hockey team once again it's just a ragtag bunch of guys i i know a few like eric stalls and the team i know a few other players here and there but uh, it doesn't get the same interest, obviously, that the NHL uh, brought to the the Olympics. Um, will I watch the the, the hockey? Uh, probably a little bit. Uh, will I be as in, enthralled in it? Probably not. So the medal round of Canada get, gets in there. Um, I'm probably more likely to cheer for a uh, Team Canada. Who I don't. I, I love curling. I love when the big boys go and the big, like, like we, like you speak, Kevin Martin would go every year and uh, whoever else the, uh, but I, I would always, I, I'm probably more likely to watch the curling event than I am the hockey event. Yeah. Especially because the, t- the time change is going to be a killer. Like, I don't know what time it is in China right now. Like, so <laughs> I not a gonna, clue. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not staying, I'm not uh, a, I'm not getting up at, 4 a.m. to watch uh, the the pairs figure skating preliminaries or anything like that. So whatever whatever CBC tries to show us, and you know what, and CBC is by far well. I only have uh, America to uh, compare it to the NBC coverage. Yeah, it's it's so overproduced and time delayed, and 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 the backstory. It's just it's just enough. It's like we are talking about it with uh, the level of the playing field guys in sports movies. How I, 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 as a general rule, don't like it. That's NBC's coverage of the 2022 of any Olympics. It's just, uh, uh, it's just too much sap. Whereas CBC is just coverage coverage. Yeah. You want to watch this. And then uh, our cable package has uh, Olympics on de- demand. So I'm going to find some stuff. I'm going to watch some stuff. And I'll report to you fans back home accordingly. Like the, the like when it's when it's in our own backyard or it's in a, a time zone that that's manageable for 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 the viewer. I, I don't mind a tape delay thing a little bit, but now with you know Jesus, man, we're gonna I'm gonna date myself here. Like we were on the uh, 
with uh, the brutally honest guys, how we were laughing at them. Like you're 52 and they were 26. I'm, I mean, I'm 47, obviously. So like they, they've never had a, a time in their life without instantaneous knowledge of what's going on. Right. Or like newspapers aren't a thing. And now, now that you can, it, it'd be hard as a sports fan, as an, like if I was more of an Olympic guy, it'd be hard to not look at the, the, if I was at work, to, to not look at the uh, the score of whatever match or what the final standings were for whatever event, what the what the, the this this the ski jumper got from Canada, if it, if it becomes this this national thing, it'd be hard not to, uh, to to be able to turn it all off and follow later on because that's what NBC does. They they play it for for the for for the the North American time zone, whereas Canada generally they play it live. Yeah, and and then and then with the option of watching it later yeah. because why not like if you want to know you want to know if you don't turn your notifications off it's the world we live in especially when it's an international event that's played on the opposite side of the world what time is it in china right now oh i will let you know because i can just go to my clock on my phone i'm gonna go world clock i'm gonna go Beijing. Beijing. Is, Be- is Beijing and Peking the same places we just stopped calling it? I, I don't know. Neither do I. I'm ge- like I'm bad with geography. I don't I I don't know. I have I we're not even going to pretend to know it. I now I even sound dumber by saying that, but no, I, I don't think they are. It's it's uh it's noon. So noon that noon. is three fifteen, 15 hours. hours ahead of us. So when uh when uh yeah. So when anything of any kind of substance happens, we'll be at work. Yeah. So like, you know what? Uh, right. I would imagine there's games played at seven, seven o'clock. Yeah. Definitely puts us at, uh, at four in the morning right now. I mean, like I said, I'm not getting up, but like, so a, a, a Beijing primetime game would start at four in the morning. Here. Oh yeah. Yeah. That ain't happening for this guy. No, no. Unless it's a great, unless it's a big luge race. Unless Canada's in the gold medal, like well, no, like because there was that day at the the Sochi Olympics where Canada was playing Sweden, and and the the great leaders of our province of, of the day uh, let bars open at five in the morning on that that glorious Sunday. And we had Caesars and watched. I, I was I was working uh, in Manitoba there that, on, on that Sunday. So I was unable to participate in that whole event because I, I had to work that Sunday. But yeah, I, I, I thought that was great that Canada did that. And they, they, right across the country, they were doing it. And I, I thought that was quite funny that, uh, well, let's go drinking at four in the morning, you know, on I, a Sunday, on a Sunday. Like there were guys who stayed up all night, obviously, and, and tried to keep going. And they, they weren't the, the stormtroopers. They thought they were most of them from everything I've been told, but it, uh, it's funny that that became legislation. And, but that was something, Dave, that for some reason, every Albertan was behind. Oh, without a doubt. Now, anything else, there is an argument. Well, yeah, we're not going into politics. No, I'm not. I, I'm just saying anything else. It seems to be an argument. Have, but but that, have, that we could all get behind. And, you know, and, 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 and that always makes my argument for sports and like, it's sure it's not everybody's bag, but there's sports are a grand uniter, especially when you, you put a nation's flag on your chest. Like it's, yeah. it, it, it changes your, your rooting interest. And, 
and now there's Flames and Oilers and and Tampa Bay and and Dallas Stars all on the same team wearing the the Maple Leaf on your chest. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like it's there. There's something the the nationalistic fervor that that gets uh, stoked when you're watching your national team play for any medal. Yeah. It, 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 it's natural and it feels good when they win. It, it, it feels, it doesn't feel good. It feels good to unite for a common purpose. Dave, I, I, we don't get do uh, research or homework very often here in the 1420 podcast, but uh, I'm going to give you an assignment for Thursday's show. I want you to do something, find an athlete who's favored to be a top tenor in their event a canadian a canadian who's supposed to be a top 10 uh in their event who's going to be a dark horse to win a medal i don't care what event i don't care if it's male female team what whatever pick it find an athlete the one you're going to follow and we'll uh, we'll do a breakdown of what uh, what this event is and who this person is where they're from the whole shebang Okay, well, I imagine there's going to be some speed skaters. I you do yours, and I'll do mine, and we'll we'll have a conversation about it on Thursday's show. Sounds good. And 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 speaking of which, I forgot to, I forgot to mention this earlier on in the show um, when I was saying how great it was that uh, they opened up the bars so we could all watch that hockey game. The city of Cincinnati is giving the kids a school day off on Monday after Super Bowl. There is that, should, no, that should be a national holiday. There is no school in Cincinnati the day after Super Bowl. Now, is is that for the parents and for the uh, for the teachers and everything else to say, hey, we're, we're, there might be a shaker happening on Sunday night? I have no idea because you know, Super the kickoff's probably not going to be till six six thirty. I was going to bring is, that up, Dave. Uh, full day yesterday. Do you think that that's First game should start at one o'clock Eastern time, 11 o'clock our time, because before you know it, all of a sudden she was eight o'clock last night and the second game was on like, geez, that makes for a lengthy day, man. Yeah. yeah I, I agree with you. And, and I get it. That would, they don't, I got uh, West coast, eat blah, blah, prime time. You don't want to go against 60 minutes and everything else. I, I get it, but they could start that game at 11 o'clock. Football fans aren't going to be upset. I'm going to say this. The NFL knows a thing or two about marketing, and I'm not going to tell them different. CBS don't know a thing or two about sound. <laughs> what a fucking wreck that was. What a booth but... on it. Like, you have the technology. But yeah. Oh, well, that's, 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 their, that's their ball drop, not ours. So there it is, Dave. We'll talk about uh, Canada's hopes, uh, the dark horses for a medal on Thursday, who, who we got, what sport, doesn't matter, what uh, gender, Team event, solo event, but but we'll uh, we'll get our own dark horse. Maybe we'll pull up a, a jersey of this person or something. We'll figure something out for the uh, for the next fourteen twenty podcast on Thursday night. Anyway, I don't, 14, think, th- I, I don't think there's a lot of jerseys laying around that you can buy for uh, like because it's 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 all singles events in the Olympics except for hockey. Yeah, some right? guy's face with his loose skates or whatever the. His oh, oh, you're gonna put on know. your uh, racing tights for like maybe uh, we'll figure something out. For short track speed skating. We'll figure something out. <laughs> 1420 right. Sports Podcast, four beer sports talking a whole lot more. And we got a would you rather coming up right away.
Dave, the 1420 Sports Podcast, four beer sports talking a whole lot more. You brought this one to the table months and months ago. Dave, uh, Facebook has this thing, uh, memories. And uh, today, this time last year, we were at uh, 3,500 or whatever it was. Uh, yeah, 3,500 downloads and listens. Uh, today, we got close to 22,000 marks. So in, in one year, we've gained 19,000 uh, downloads and listens the whole bit. So we, we picked up a lot of steam in the last year. So for everybody who's been following us for the last year we thank you very much one thing you brought to the table dave uh i can't remember what month it was man we do so many of these shows we talk so much uh was a would you rather uh we do it i don't know once a month for sure we, we get to them it's usually your your segment uh but i got one for you today dave uh you ready to go oh i'm always ready okay would you rather have your pga tour card for three years but never win like you're in a few top tens, you play in the final, the final, uh, the final grouping once in your three-year career, or win an Olympic gold medal in, let's say, like uh, John Montgomery uh, won the skeleton that year in Whistler. Uh, he was the guy that went down the street drinking beers uh, in the crowd there after he got his medal. Would you rather be John Montgomery to win an Olympic gold medal, or? be in a, on the PGA tour with your card, never win, get to a, you know, like I said, a couple a few top tens playing the final grouping once. What would you rather do, Dave? Oh, you know what? I think I would rather take that PGA card because I, I think three years, I don't, I'm not going to say set for life, but I am going to say you got to leg up financially. You can win an Olympic gold medal in an obscure sport and still be in debt, but you have that Olympic medal, which is priceless. And the memories and the traveling, um, but the, the everything that goes into that, the sacrifice and, and the anonymity for 20 minutes of glory, I would... Unfortunately, I would have to take my PGA card for three years because once you're a pro, then like, you know, you just go, you, you, you got a job for life. Yeah, you'd be like, the pro at the sort of golf course with a desert bloom or paradise canyon, that's whatever. Like you could, yeah, you, you probably have a job. Yeah, exactly. You can even like make some uh, money on the side hustling people and shit like that. Yeah. Whereas, whereas if you're the, if you won the skeleton gold medal, I don't know like how many, uh, I, I don't know what a skeleton uh, instructor makes, uh, but it's, it's such a fringe sport. You, you, you don't have many people at Canalympic Park lining up for your services. Right. Right. And then, yeah, yeah it's it, like to have that 10 minutes of glory, 15 minutes of fame, as they say, the Andy Warhol thing, you, you, you wonder, it, yeah, you, you did something, but I'm not going to downplay it, but you, you like there's some there's some Olympic sports like we talked about in the Summer Olympics that if you tried hard enough, you'd probably figure it out. Yeah, you're not going to be world class, but I could make the Olympics. So maybe I wouldn't win because who was the Canadian football player? Jesse Lumsden. He ended up on the uh, the bobsled, bobsled team. team a couple yeah. few years ago, and going through from the CFL. To, to the uh, the Canadian Olympic team, I'm not I'm not downplaying what these athletes do it by any means. But this guy went from one he had to be an athlete in the first in the first place to become that. But Dave, I'm gonna Jesus fuck. Yes, being financially set up would probably 
Uh, I want to disagree with you just because it makes for better, uh, makes for better podcast and better, better radio, I guess. But. And I love the Olympics. I would love an Olympic gold medal, but you know, it, it, if it's an obscure to set sport, yourself up financially, is probably a little more important than that 15 minutes of fame. And that, you know, like that, uh, like I said, that John Montgomery, when he's walking through the streets of Whistler and he's getting jugs of beer and he was hammering them down and having a good time and everything else. I mean, that's something he'll remember forever. But you also remember having a million bucks in your bank account a little, a little bit more too, right? And John Montgomery has done well for himself. Um, like he's a host now. He's a bit of a personality on Canadian TV. But like it's, he's the exception, not the rule. Who's that? Simon Wigfield. He won the triathlete for Canada. Yeah. I don't know. What, what, what was that? Kyle Schufelt was that Canadian man, men's uh, gymnast. Whatever happened, and maybe I'll get to, maybe our, our listeners can, uh, Tim, this is for you. Maybe our listeners get back to us. But whatever happened to Ross Regliati? Remember I him? Oh, yeah, totally. Got his medal taken away and given back. That, he, was on, he, was on, he was on Leno and the yeah, whole bit yeah. and everything else. And he had a pretty good, pretty good 15 minutes of fame after his little situation, smoking pot because. Uh, pot, uh, Dave, you you know better than the, m- most people that uh, pot's not really a performance enhancing drug, and how no. that got <laughs> and how that got handled it with, with the whole situation back in '98 when before there was pot stores every corner here in Canada that was handled uh, with uh, an odd situation. Like they were they were nailing this guy to the cross, like they they nailed Ben Johnson across the '88 ten years earlier. Yeah, but he did get his mental bat um, because it was uh, he was able to prove. Or his team was able to prove that the 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 amount in his blood the bloodstream was so in, infinitesimal. It uh, that's, a, that's bigger than Wordle that one. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was <laughs> it was uh, from secondhand smoke, which was yeah. his. So he was in a gondola, and his buddy sparked up, and he was hanging out. And Ross Regliati, I wonder what he's doing now. I have no idea. I somebody, no idea. somebody who listens to this 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 show, can you please get back to in the coming days? We'll talk about it on our next podcast because uh, he was a cool dude. Like he he was pretty funny guy. He's like fuck man, I smoked some whatever. Like he he knew he was lying. Uh well no because it was a fairly trace amount in his bloodstream, and I don't think they would have given it back unless he was able to prove his point. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, it's a, it was an Olympic episode today, Dave. We talked about the the, uh, the the World Cup team, so it's a more of a go Canada go kind of situation. Olympics coming up, uh, we'll get into it probably this time next week. We'll have a, a new favorite Olympic star uh, in some cockamamie sport that we won't talk about again for another four years. But it's always it's always a fun a fun thing to to watch. And uh, when Canada does well, we we seem as because. Uh, we we don't win Canada in the, the the Winter Olympics. We actually do pretty well. The last few years we've been kind of kicking ass a little bit since, since Vancouver. Uh, things have been going quite well for Canada. So we do find a way to, to get behind things we don't know anything about because we we tend to win some medals that we don't even know what the sport is. Well, yeah, and, and speaking of that, you know, I'll never. I, it it always puzzles me why in the Summer Olympics they have all these horse events. They have dressage and drumming and all that stuff. Why don't they have sled dog racing in the Winter Olympics? Because you're whipping those dogs, I think. I don't think. I, don't, I, don't, I, I think Peter would get really mad at that. Well, what's what's like? That's the dogs. They were bred for that. Well, so? I mean, chickens are, are only bred so we can eat them. 
Well, as as cows only bred so we could eat them. Well, how about how about we do this? How about like uh, peanut peanut don't like when cows are slaughtered and chickens are slaughtered. What about a, what about a what about a horse sleigh? What about a Santa sleigh? What about reindeer pulling a sled racing? Well, we wouldn't win that. Well, how would we know? I think Norway would be good at that. Yeah, it's always those like the the, the Laplanders. That's one Sweden might win. I, I think that uh, yeah, still too many Swedes. No matter what, no matter what, <laughs> what sport it is, it's still too many Swedes. No matter Why what, does Sweden never win the race, the, the the caribou chariot race? Too many Swedes. Too many Swedes. Too many Swedes. No matter what. No. What if, they use, like, what 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 if they use Canadian caribou? Uh, Peter would. I think Peter would put their foot down on that. Okay, I think there should be more animal events in the Winter Olympic, or just one. Why doesn't PETA come down at that the, the dog thing at Mass Square Garden, the, the dog show? I, it wouldn't surprise you. Those dogs treated, are treated pretty good, I guess. But. Those dogs are treated better than 95% of the population. I would think. Yeah. yeah. Treated like more Kardashians money. for fuck's sakes. <laughs> Without the porn tapes. Well, that too. I forget about that. I forget about that. Didn't think old Kimmy had a little situation there. Uh, anyways, Dave, fun show tonight. We got a little homework assignment for next th- for Thursday night. Uh, Newsly, make sure you guys uh, download this show on Newsly. Use a promo code one four two zero sports and get uh, Newsly at uh, one month free subscription. Plus, we're everywhere else you've, you've, you've been uh, listening to us uh, throughout the uh, the eighteen months or so we've been on the air. We appreciate the the support you guys got going for us so far. I have an interview with the two guys. Two of the guys uh, from the uh, Fort McLeod uh, tournament, or hockey through the ages, where they call it, hockey tournament's going to be happening in two weeks. Uh, they're looking for a little fundraising, and everything else. We'll get the word out for that. And uh, they're having the tournament back in Fort McLeod after an 18 month hiatus because of the COVID situation. So that'll be fun to have Scott and Poozer on the show at some point this week to talk about. And then Dave will have a regular show on on Tuesday or Thursday, sorry, and then maybe we'll have the guys, maybe get, get a hold of the uh, brutally honest guys again, see what their football picks are, have a, a quick show with them before Super Bowl. Sounds good to me. I always enjoy taking a little break from reality and coming on and talking bullshit with you. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm up for whatever. I'll have those athletes, and then everybody can circle their calendars, make some trading cards. We'll look them up on Bodog and see what happens. See, we can make a couple of bucks on the some figure skater. We have no idea where they are. Maybe make a couple of bucks here at Bodog.net. Anyways, the 1420 Sports Podcast. Four viewers sports talk and a whole lot more. Take care of each other, but more importantly, take care of yourself. We need you around. Keep your stick on the ice. What else, Dave? Don't swing at high pitches, Jimmy. There you go. We'll talk to you again, everybody, on Thursday night. Fourteen Twenty Sports Podcast is happy to be teamed up with Newsly. Newsly transcribes web articles from around the globe and reads them directly to you. Keep your eyes on the road or on the game with Newsly. Newsly also carries podcasts from forty countries around the globe, including the Fourteen Twenty Sports Podcast. Download the Newsly app for all your Android and iOS devices today at www.newsly.me or click on the link in today's show description. And be sure to use the promo code. 1420 sports that's 1420 sports for a free one month premium subscription newsly stop scrolling and start listening
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.